It's f***ing raw! This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scando-ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
Jersey Judah back once again. Another episode, Crimson Capsule Chapel. Today we're going to be talking about incels. It's actually 7.45 p.m. I actually didn't want to do anything today, but I saw this video that really made me want to say something. And I got to find the content creator. Matter of fact, we got a quick clips to go through. Just a hint, we're going to be talking about incels today. The hate, um, those who misunderstand, uh, misunderstand or do not understand the uh, incel community. But I had uh, clipped a couple of things from uh, Facebook, not Facebook, YouTube earlier and shared it on Facebook. Now I'm going to play them. This is bad shit, man. This is terrible. This is not good. I aim as low as possible. I aim for obese women, ugly women, ideally ugly and obese. Like this guy. I aim as low as possible. I aim for. Hopefully you guys heard that, man. Hopefully y'all heard that shit. We got one more, man. Just for an example. Same guy, different clip, man. Niggas is down bad out here. Niggas is down bad. I don't have a job. I am ugly. So my value right now is zero. Have you approached many women? Oh, many. And what was the result? Rejection 100% of the time. I would start talking to a girl and immediately she would give me fuck off signals. I don't have a job. I am ugly. So my... There you go, man. This is just a sneak preview of what's going to go down uh, tonight. Um... It's bad out here. A lot of average guys may not want to admit this. Even guys who are above average may not want to admit this. But the environment, the dating scene is extremely cutthroat. If you want Darwinism, um, if you want to live the life in this Darwinistic society as a guy with no, without any good genetics, you're fucked. Sometimes it's just best to come to the realization. Guys aren't like guys are like, you know, when it comes to like that guy who can attract women and then you tie that into like online dating. And when guys tell you looks don't matter, they're fucking bullshitting you because everything that deals with social media, everything that deals with a dating app is all about looks. It's all about profile pictures. Plus, like I always say, you can't display personality through um, a dating profile. You know, guys can get upset about this. You know, the PUAs will say different because they're trying to sell you something. We're not doing that shit. I'm not doing that. Uh, maybe some other guy will, will give you some, uh, some purple pill cope. not over here so without further ado um i think this is a dateline i want to say this is the dateline clip this is an older clip but i'm playing this for a reason um we also have a uh, vice in which vice talks about uh the joker movie if you guys remember the joker movie 
the feds, the FBI, they all had like a field day with this shit because they were just like anticipating this incel rebellion. And if you watch the movie, you know, it's a couple of undertones. It's a lot of things you can put into factor here. I would consider this, considering the fact that Scorsese did um, the directing, and ironically enough, Robert De Niro, who plays the the famous you know taxi driver character, which he is like the representation of the doomer. He's the representation of the nihilist. You know what I mean? And he's in this bubble, like most of us are. Where and a lot of us just work. We do what we have to do. We go back to our boring lives. We repeat the cycle the next day. You tie that in to the fact of feeling unwanted because of your looks. Because in essence, to a woman, you are a genetic failure. You are a subhuman to a lot of these women. And it's not to say nothing as an average guy because bitches will look at an average guy and won't even pay him no mind. You know, you talk about the invisible men. You talk about um, uh, what's what's the word that Oreo man used? Um, being wrote off in a sense, like your time has come and gone. Now, you know, you are essentially the invisible man. And unlike the women who, for the most part, have been sexually liberated to even when an average or below average woman can get sex can even get swipes, can even get dates. You would have the average man who's essentially stuck. So this is a reminder for the non-incels like myself that, you know, a lot of this shit is possible. You know, these people can easily be you. There's guys who haven't got are guys who haven't had social interaction with women for years, including myself. I've just been working. Plus, my environment sucks. There's really nothing out here. And I don't go out just looking for shit because that's when problems and, and, and chaos just takes over. You know what I mean? So I kind of just stay to myself. But when I when I hear a lot of these guys... You know, me being 33, I'll be 34 next month. Um, To imagine myself 34 or even 30, even 21, I felt so out of place, not pressured to fuck. When I was 17, I lost my virginity. And before that, it wasn't that I wasn't thinking about women. It just wasn't really a priority. And then I would hear my friends talk about it. And a lot of them niggas was capping. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of those dudes that were talking about it are still virgin to this day. And they've just been lying to themselves and the people around them. But, you know, for me personally, I've kind of understood both sides of the table or both subject matters when we talk about the red pill and the black pill. And, like, for me... That, that black pill moment is um, online dating. That black pill moment is, um, you know, finding out that you're not that guy. 
it's worse when the only the only thing that attracts you is or the only the only women that are attracted to you is just out of shape, unattractive women. So that's more of a that's more of a sting for you as a person. You know, when a fat bitch approaches me, I know I ain't shit. If a fat bitch approaches me and, and feels that she's confident enough to try to control me, then I know I ain't shit as a human being. And I'm not overweight. And I, and I don't like fat women. I don't. Especially today's fat women. So, but a lot of guys, like, like the clip we played in the beginning, they'll sell themselves short. For an unattractive bitch, a fat bitch, or like this guy said, both. Sickening. But that's that's just how the game works for a lot of guys. There's there's the reality of knowing that there's a lot of guys who will die virgins. Unless they go through the they go through like the extreme and just embrace the black pill and just fuck a prostitute, they're gonna be in the funk. I mean, even after they fuck the prostitute, they'll probably still be in the funk. It's just knowing that you know, you're not the most valuable player. There's better players out here in these fields. And I don't want to use game analogy, but there are the game is rigged. You know, it, it breaks down to if you if you don't make the cut, you're finished. If you do not make the cut, you are done. You're finished. Some guys would say if if you lose your virginity beyond 22, like you're almost extremely lucky because sort of at that point, that materialistic, not materialistic, but that sexual urge and desire, if you get it in your late teens, then you'll you'll kind of be you, you'll get your horn dog phase out out of the way. So by the time you're 22, 23, you'll you'll kind of know what it is. If you lose your virginity at that point when you're like 21 to 23, you're pretty much starting all over again. We're like, for example, an attractive guy or an attractive male who's 14 years old will probably have more sexual experience than that 25-year-old guy, uh, guy does within that five-year span. So from 14 to 19, you know, that guy is just swimming in vagina. The 24-year-old, because he has less experience and less interactions with women, he's like sexually handicapped or he's socially handicapped to women. And I'm going to break this shit down because... Women aren't going to tell you this shit because they they know that deep down inside they're very vain and very materialistic. And it's really about looks. And it's not to say that they're necessarily bad for that. I think the extreme would be the narcissistic aspect. But men are the same way. It's just that men today are so desperate for pussy and companionship that they'll fuck land wells. You know what I'm saying? They'll fuck land wells in a heartbeat and, and even come to a point to marrying one, you know, just to stay away from that, that loneliness. And I've embraced it. 
like I've embraced the black pill for a multitude of reasons. And I think one of the reasons is there's so many fucking frauds within the red pill aspect and all these uh, dating coaches have taken over the space and they've they've completely turned it into how to pull bitches, which takes away the idea of being aware of female nature. You're just telling guys, hey, buy this course and, and this is how, you know, you can get a woman. And you you see guys and it's funny because a lot of guys will say, well, if things are really the way that they are, then why are they couples today? Well, number one, these couples, a lot of couples that you see are couples who've been together over 10 years. So this is kind of before everything purely broken down into just online. You see what I mean? Yes, there was still online interaction. Yes, there were still um, social media, but it wasn't just hardwired on. Um, it's not even lookism. It's just the reality of dating itself. Like some guys are just not appealing to women. And on top of not knowing that they're not appealing to women, they have no confidence. Why the fuck would you have confidence if you don't have what it takes genetically? That's the thing that really pisses me off when it comes to a lot of these um, these snake oil salesmen and a lot of these dating advice guys. You are out here speaking as if you're living through today's generation. You're not. It will always be some boomer, right? It will always be some baby boomer or like someone who's a little younger but still of that age who really doesn't understand what's going on. Because that person in particular is not in this generation. It's the same with jobs. It's the same with food costs, gas costs, all types of shit. They just don't, they don't, they're not currently living. They're living, but they're not currently growing up in this generation. With me, the only reason that I would probably not be a fucking incel or a fucking reject was because when I started dealing with women, online dating just kind of started. So it was more realistic where if you're a guy who goes on there, you'll you'll find a chick that shows interest. It's just she may be your cup of tea. She may not. That, that was just how it was at that particular time, I would say, before 2000 and before 2008. You know, I think when 2012 came, that was... Um, that was, what was that, Snapchat or Tinder? One of them shits came out and that kind of changed everything. So it became just lookism. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't judge guys who cope. I don't know if this is like a, a bad thing. You know, when women say, oh, that's a cope or some detractor will tell you, well, that's a cope. Like, well, you know, for a lot of guys, how are they supposed to get through it? Yeah, you're supposed to better yourself, but just because you go to the gym for two months doesn't doesn't mean that, you know, you can just go out there and get the bitch that you want. See, that's the reality of it. And like the black pill, this is how the black pill became so popular, because a lot of red pill content creators or a lot of people like myself who consider themselves red pill wear started realizing that every other person's judgment over the red pill was just based off of a dating coach. Or a washed up pickup artist. And it's like, dude, I'm not even trying to be mixed up with those characters. So I'll gracefully bow out. I'll still acknowledge the red pill because I am red pill aware. And this is the Crimson Capsule Chapel. But 
this is like the closest thing to black pill without being black pill that there is. This is burgundy pill. You know what I mean? This is this is burgundy, right? Because women choose with hypergamy, I choose to go burgundy. Okay? I'm like the Ron Burgundy of the burgundy pill right now. Like, shit gets real. Sometimes you make it, you know, sometimes you, you fall off. Sometimes you sometimes you got to throw in the towel. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's jump into this shit, man. The incel hatred from, I think, Dateline NBC or one of these fucking retarded mainstream, lamestream media. Cringe. <laughs> let's get it. Tomorrow is the day of retribution. <laughs> the day in which I will have my revenge. Soon after posting this video to YouTube, Elliot Roger would go on a shooting spree in the Cal California city of Santa Barbara, killing six and injuring many others. The attack, a form of revenge by an angry young man, one who was hellbent on blaming women for his own personal loneliness. You know what's funny about how they manipulated this particular individual, Elliot Roger, which I've mentioned numerous times. They put Elliot Roger in this, like, completely psychotic position, right? In which, to be honest, they are accurate. If you read the manifesto, it's, it's gold when it comes to just straight up nihilism and like just letting go, like, like a, a person who's been bullied a person with autism which they ironically enough they never mentioned I've never heard I think I've heard maybe a couple of news articles or a couple of interviews either with you know um, ER's father or something like that where they mentioned that he had autism but none of these things are mentioned the fact that, you know, he was bullied. And I'm not using this as an excuse of anything. It's just paint paint the picture clearly. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't just a guy. Well, his he's a very <clears throat> interesting personality because there's a guy who actually thinks highly of himself. He's not like your he's not like your typical um sort of he's not your typical without a bitch because of my looks type of guy. He's socially awkward. He has a form of autism, so that just... I mean, I'm not just saying this to put... Because a lot of people with this shit are fucking intelligent beings. It's just, like, when it comes to to women or young... Especially when you're young, motherfuckers don't know about that shit. When you're in um, high school, maybe in high school you you learn about it. But when I was in high school, I know shit about that. Most people didn't. So if anybody acted funny, motherfuckers made fun of them. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people didn't handle it. He didn't handle it well. But they don't mention that. It's just you know he's this crazy incel, and he believed this and that and whatever. The girls are not sexually attracted to me. There's a major problem with that. Like I said, unlike a lot of other guys who consider themselves incels or TFL, 
this guy was actually, he actually believed because his father was a movie star. Um, his mother actually dated George Lucas. And like, you know, and a, a whole lot of things. And like, he hated, he genuinely hated himself. He was a self-hater. He hated his Asian side. He didn't hate his mother, but he, he hated that Asian aspect. He actually idolized his father. It's almost like the just be white type of situation. And he got to a point that he was angry where he got no play. And he started seeing black dudes, Hispanic dudes with white women. And that made him mad because in his mind, he was white, white. You know what I mean? He wasn't half Asian. He was white. So he was the superior one. And this is how this guy believed this shit. And there are very, very small percentage, but there are people, white people, incels who believe that they should get pussy because they're white and they're the superior beings. Real shit. Major problem. That's a problem that I intend to rectify. More and more male hatred against women is rising up through the hidden crevices of online forums and entering real life. Allegedly, the inspiration behind the mass attacks in Santa Barbara, Toronto, and Tallahassee, Florida. And experts say one of the chief incubators of this violent misogyny is a subculture of men and some women who call themselves incels or involuntary celibates. They mainly gather in online forums, finding common ground in their shared loneliness, hatred of themselves, and anger toward the opposite sex. Women are just evil. You know what I'm saying? Women are evil. Women are cruel. Women are mean. The group name that you've probably never... That, by the way, was Kent. We went through Kent several times on this podcast. The voice should be familiar. What blows me away is... <clears throat> I... Like I said, I I believe I really heard of or started hearing more about incels when when uh, I think twenty sixteen, around that time. And during that time, like I've stated before numerous times, like I I came across MGTOW content first, but then. I kind of just went back to doing whatever I was doing for like another year and some change. And then at the end, I got back into, you know, I would say MGTOW content. And then I heard a lot of terms like incel. And I'm like, what the fuck is incel? I looked it up and was just completely mind fucked because it's nothing more than just a group of virgins who never been laid. I don't know why. It, this This is what's weird to me. And, you know, the FBI, are they pro- they got their hands all over everything that, that deals with uh, the feds. I mean, the feds got everything that deals with incels. They have all that shit now because of the things that happen and people are just paranoid and they need somebody to be the scapegoat. You take three incidents. You take three incidences. You completely take the group and you vilify them. Every guy in that group is a shooter, school shooter, a guy who hates women. And that's the same type of judgment that a lot of guys sort of in the red pill are getting. 
well, all you guys are misogynists. You hate women. Sounds familiar? But the only difference is today, just a completely washed down red pill of PUA light, a.k.a. dating coaches, who just go over here and, and, and try to sell you a fucking dream, sell you some hope. I'm giving you guys just harsh realities for free. Okay, free of charge. You know what I mean? These guys, the more, it's like poking a bear in a sense. Like the more, and these are like bears who don't attack people. Like these are bears, like like dogs, like like free dogs. They just go, they go running past you, walking past you. Like when you're in the forest, like those motherfucking videos and them crazy ass white folks walking through rainforests and shit and, and tough terrain where fucking groups of cheetahs and, and fucking bears are just chilling out and they just looking and the animals, you can look at the animals. You can just tell, like they just looking at these human beings. Like what the fuck are y'all doing here? Like we can all take y'all out. If we wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Just, but it's like you poke that bear, you know what I'm saying? Like you continuously poke a bear that is essentially non-threatening. These people are more harmed. They can call. They'll cause more harm to themselves than people most of the time. You know the extreme case of Elliot Rogers, someone who was autistic, someone who was bullied, someone who pretty much ended up living in a broken family, someone who didn't have any structure. Father didn't teach him shit about masculinity whatsoever, so he was fucking doomed from the beginning. And on top, I mean, he had, he wasn't an ugly guy, but he just, he was very, very feminine, very zesty, very zesty. You know what I mean? Um, Elliot Roger had a very sassy way of um, articulating his words. Let's just say it like that. He had a very sassy approach when it comes to communicating to and about women. That's just what it is. And on top of that, he was an arrogant piece of shit. So, of course, people didn't want to deal with him. Heard of before incels or involuntary celibate? Now, a new BBC documentary, Inside the Secret World of Incels, presents a never-before-seen look at this community online and off. I think it's fair to say a lot of people have not heard of the term incels and have not heard about the incel community. I think it's certainly something that more people should know about because there is a risk uh, of, of violence from this community. When the incel movement first began online in the late 90s, it was seen by many as a comforting resource, a place to belong for those who had no sense of belonging. Oh, whenever I see couples walking about, uh, I'm happy for them, but at the same time, I'm also just like, oh man, I am so alone. It hurts. A part of me wants to laugh, but it's like, eh, that's that's just that's just bad, man. I think the only thing, well, see, these niggas that never never fucked bitches, so I can't really, I I couldn't relate to that, and I have no advice either, because me being out of a relationship for eight years didn't do nothing good for me getting into relationships, but it did a lot good for me moving forward and having something in my life to cherish other than a bitch because guys with that attitude, like I said, they'll, they'll go, they'll go, they'll go completely to the bottom. 
You know what I mean? These these motherfuckers will go completely down to uh, the depths of nothingness. You know what I mean? Just to find a bitch and the so-called fight that loneliness. And what's sad about it is it's not the fact that they're lonely. It's the fact that they choose out of desperation to get into the bed or to get into a relationship or worse, get into a fucking marriage and start a family with any woman. Then these guys, the same guys talked about they hate being single they'll get into them situations now to they're like three years down a marriage with a woman that he's generally can't stand but it's too late because they already have two kids and she's already starting to look at other guys pick a pill that's kind of what it boils down to at this point at first At first, it's typically blue pill, red pill, because blue pill isn't necessarily an insult. It's kind of just code word for normie or just regular type of guy who doesn't know any of the lingo. And if you take away the fucking pill analogy, it really just boils down to like, when I say purple pill, this is what I mean. I've said this before, I think in the last episode, I think the earlier segment in yesterday's episode, right? Relation, the relationship guy, the guy who's looking for a relationship, he's essentially purple pill. And here's why. By default, even if he begins to find his, you know, you know, uh, what's the word? Remain frame and, and do all this other shit and get into shape and do all this other things. And if it if it's to get a woman, right, what's going to happen is regardless of how masculine he is, he will automatically become more feminine with the woman. You see what I mean? It's like he'll start to t- he'll he'll tend to that woman as a guy who's supposed to be bettering himself. So by that he becomes purple pill. So his attention is no longer about himself. It's about him and his woman. If the woman isn't down, or if the woman ain't feeling a nigga like that, then that man's purple pill because he's wasting his time. And eventually, either the woman's gonna leave, and he'll just remain purple pill and just remain believing that there's someone out there for everyone. Or he's just going to embrace it, you know, throw in the towel, admit defeat and and, and keep going with his life. When I tell guys to throw in the towel, I'm not telling guys to hang it up. If you know what I mean, I got to talk. This isn't suey fuel. I got to speak in code. This is not suey fuel whatsoever. This is just a realization. Maybe you need to realize that even though things are fucked up for you, there's people that are going through a lot worse. A lot worse. A little bit. Forums can definitely be, you know, very supportive. Having an online community to fall back on or to go to is definitely a source of comfort. It's a space that Jack Peterson sought out as a struggling teenager. I think what attracts men to the incel communities is just feeling like they have no other place to go. If um, if they're rejected by women, if they're rejected by even you know men, the incel community is a place for them to congregate and actually find people to talk to for once rather than just stay in isolation. It was a world where he could freely post this video. No matter what I do, no matter where I go, nobody values me. 
recognize my contributions. Nobody respects me. Peterson eventually became a moderator for one of the incel forums. He says violent talk and threats were not tolerated. If someone crossed a line into threatening what seems like real violence, uh, they'll be banned from the website. Um, I, I know on numerous occasions there would be uh, communication with the FBI. To Told you. FBI, see, like, this is what happens. Like, and, 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 the, and the way that I can prove this to you is actually there's a Law & Order episode, if I'm not mistaken, SVU, with Ice-T. And there's an episode with incels from that. There's another show that also mentions incels and also mentions the manosphere, red pill and black pill as violent hate groups. And they've also connected this shit, of course, to white supremacy. Got to get black folks wild up. The best way to do get the, the best way to get black folks wild up is to mention white supremacy. Oh, well, on top of these guys hating women and, and just hating the feminazi movement, they're also white power propagandists. They're white power propagandists, ladies and gentlemen. And they just kept adding it, adding it on and on. So now every person and it's only it's only going to it's only going to bite them back in the ass. Because now you got late teens who are on these incel forums. Now, this is where shit, shit gets dangerous for me, in my opinion. When you have more teens coming into these communities, right? You got more of these teens coming in to these communities, right? Feeling rejected, feeling ostracized feeling outcast, not having a place to belong. And the only place that these guys feel comfortable is on a forum online. And I can relate to this because guys can't really meet up and speak on this type of shit. You fucking crazy. Can't really meet up and speak about this shit. So that's why I always say it like niggas, niggas have to be in code speaking about this shit now. If you consider yourself to be to be anybody of a fucking human being, right? You're not you're not gonna look at things on just one perspective. Like feminism is cancer, but there's a lot of guys. Like I found out, one of the guys who became one of the big or one of the founders or creators of MRA was essentially a second wave feminist. Just something you should know. But everything is fucked up now. So these young these young kids who already feel without, the only place that they can meet up is on a computer uh, you know, chat room. Because how they feel, society doesn't give a fuck about them. Bitches don't give a fuck about them. The first thing they learn... I mean, with most men, we learn through, like, rejection. Like, we know what it's like to really take a loss and, and, and generally feel it. We just don't speak on it. Because somehow if you speak on it, 
you're not masculine, right? If you're honest with yourself, you're not masculine. Some guys are just unattractive. Some guys are just unattractive. Some women are going to look at you and within like within like less than th- 3 less than 5 seconds she's going to say either you're somebody attractive or she wants nothing to do with you. Or if you had no experience with a woman, a woman will be friendly to you and you think that, you know, she's trying to, you know, and then you and then you look like an asshole at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You got these guys who are beating themselves up as teens. This is very dangerous, man. Now, I would I would understand if this if this community dealt with like guys in their 20s, even yeah, guys in their 20s maybe. Like cuz when you're still in high school, that's dangerous. Cuz now all these niggas are going to do is pedestalize some twat. You know what I'm saying? Because they never had it. So, of course. Like I said, I can't tell them anything. Because I've gotten it. I can tell them that it ain't all that serious. But if you want to start a family, if you want to be with a woman, then that's serious. Who am I to fucking judge you for wanting to be with a woman? For wanting to actually be in a relationship. Even though I'll tell you that relationships today are essentially pointless and dating is a waste of time. It's all about looks. If you're not that top looking guy, don't waste your time. You're only going to you're only going to deal with the disappointment at the end. And a lot of guys can't handle it. They hang it up. That's why I believe in the cope every now and then. You got to cope with shit. You have to. To um, to make sure that nothing actually uh, crosses into reality that it just stays a, a post on an image board or on a, on a website. But some say Roger's attack in 2014 marked a shift from a community that lived online to one that for some erupted into violence in reality. Before Elliot Roger, there were a number of online misogynistic communities operating. But Elliot Roger really flips the switch from a community that is angry online operating within the digital space to a community that has the potential to carry out real acts of violence. His blind rage targeting strangers like promising student Katie Cooper, her parents left devastated. He uh, attempted to get into one of the sorority houses with a tremendous amount of ammunition. Instead, uh, out of frustration, he got in his car, drove around the corner, and saw my daughter. My daughter paid the price. Um, So we like to believe that that wrong place, wrong time scenario uh, helped save 50, 60 girls' lives. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. All right, so if you... Actually, which I'm sure I'm not blaming this guy. I mean, he actually went there um, based on the manifesto that was written by him. He went there, noticed that nobody was there and then left. It wasn't that 
he like changed his mind. He just realized that nobody was there and then went to another location. But I mean, if that's how you have to deal with it, that's what like God, like you have to cope. I don't think it's bad that a guy who's who's not attracted to bitches lets out his frustration about it. I personally don't have I don't see a problem with it. A lot of times I find it entertaining and a lot of times I find it informative. A guy can't really express himself the way that a woman can express herself. Because a woman can say that she has a headache online and then bitches and guys will tell her to get better. If a guy says he has a headache, (laughs) nigga just got a headache. Man up. You know what I mean? talk about your problems you talk about the things you got you you've gone through and people think it's just a, a pity party no you just being transparent if you a nigga that never got any real luck with bitches why pretend that you are of uh, some type of magic don juan so a lot of these you know uh data dating coaches and pickup artists they're a bunch of scammers man they're a bunch of frauds and the reason why I'm saying this directly is because a lot of guys, you can look at them, you can tell, like, dude, you don't get bitches. You know what I'm saying? Look at a guy and go, dude, you don't get bitches. How much money you got? That's the only way. you paying for pussy or are you money maxing, and you're pretty much paying for pussy in the long run because you're dealing with parasites that just fuck you for money because they can get their attention and dick somewhere else and even money somewhere else. It's just you're an easy target. But a lot of guys, they don't want to sit back and admit this shit. They ride on their PUA titles. They ride on the fact that they write books that essentially say the same shit. And everybody, and it's like the red pill has became that. It's a, a, a bunch of piranhas. You know what I mean? Guys who stand side by side, who are talking about, you know, changing the outlook and changing the way the manosphere is to uh, less than a year later, everybody's beefing one another. Right. Every and even down to direct PUAs, like all the PUAs now are trying to point out other PUAs as frauds, not realizing that most guys on the outskirts are looking at all you niggas as frauds. All you niggas are suspect. If I got to spend time exposing you cocksuckers, I will do so. With joy. With glee. So, you know, it's kind of a silver lining. And, you know, when you're in our position, you look for these, (laughs) you know, wherever you can. Just last year, two alleged copycats in April in Toronto, a van mowed down pedestrians, killing 10 people. And then in November, a shooting at a Tallahassee yoga studio would leave two people dead. Both of the attackers allegedly posted online that they sympathized with Roger. Nightline is choosing not to show you more of Roger's videos or the memes that now circulate praising him. But it's clear he's gained an infamy within these forums. Now, this is a split for me. When these guys say they sympathize with Elliot Roger, it does not necessarily mean that they condone the actions that take place. Now, it takes a real man to say this. Other guys would just jump the gun, including myself at a previous time. But I've came to the realization, right? Like, if someone says, 
they they like they can relate to Elliot Roger doesn't necessarily mean the the the, the cause and effect. They have, they can relate to the bullying, feeling left out, feeling written off, like feeling wrote off by society. That's that's where I think a lot of these people get the misconception and think all these motherfuckers are just, you know, potential school shooters. I think a lot of people in these groups, they deal with the rejection. They deal with the loneliness. They deal with being ostracized and being outcast as essentially genetic failures and subhuman beings. And I'm not saying this to be funny. This is just what a bitch would say or what a giga chat would say. Just work out, bro. Just have confidence, bro. How can you like? How can you teach confidence? I just want to ask P. Wazes, how do you teach confidence to genetic failures who don't get any play? They don't get any looks from from women in in a, in a positive way, unless like temporarily out of pity. How do you teach a nigga? confidence and how to pull bitches and be confident in himself and have a better attitude when the only thing that he's been getting in life are negative reactions from women. The guy in the beginning said that he got rejected by over a thousand women. There's some time where you got to tell these dudes to throw in a towel. You're only harming yourself to stay in that environment. This also works for a lot of incels who are on social media. You're on Facebook with guys who appear to be living their lives. And what are you doing? Looking on social media, saying to yourself, you wish you were them. You wish you had that guy's girlfriend. You wish you had that guy's wife. You need to just focus on your life while you can. You only have but but some time. And for me... Personally, just from my perspective, I just learned to give up the towel and quit looking for uh, relationships, quit thinking that there's some woman out there for me, quit thinking that there's this woman that's going to change everything and just realize that I am where I'm at for a reason. Apparently, I'm not that guy to bitches. Apparently, I'm a fucking low life to bitches and I can and I can deal with it. And this is just, an, uh, I would consider myself average, but there's women that will say I'm above average, but all that doesn't mean shit at the end of the day, now does it? You feel me? So the misconceptions all in all, and the fact that I was lied to by so many guys who I considered to be, you know, um, good content creator, great content creators I considered them. Um, and all these guys together were dominant. So now that they all split apart, it's like the audience splits, right? And me, I try to never take sides out of shit. Even with the Abba and Preach and Fresh and Fit routine. With Fresh and Fit, for example... I think any guy who's who's like average who watches Fresh and Fit for too long, they'll get they'll get left in an echo chamber, which means that they'll just be in there with a group of guys saying the same shit. But when you look at them in real life, they're fucking failures. But ironically enough, they'll make fun of the incels and they'll make fun of the true force loneliness guys. Meanwhile, they don't get bitches. 
they don't get attention from women. And a lot of these guys just come together and just circle jerk one another and just say how, you know, dominant and masculine, how much frame they have and how successful they have. I mean, how much how much success they actually have. And it's all it's all usually bullshit. So it's like with certain content creators, you can I, I believe that fresh and fit still have a lot of entertaining and some informative things, but it's mostly the same, you know, wash, rinse and repeat. And it works for them. On top of that, they're selling these retarded ass courses. And that's always something that's a red flag for me when it comes to these so-called red pill or manosphere guys. You know, you if all y'all niggas is just selling something and then y'all have these conventions where you charge motherfuckers thousands of dollars to get in. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's gotten to that point where I've taken the black pill. I've learned that most of these bitches ain't shit because by by their by their standards, I ain't shit. So, you know, I can just accept that I can throw in the towel. I can just move on with my boring ass life. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna be like the I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like the uh, the bitches. I'm just gonna buy a dog. You feel me? I don't like cats, but then again, cats are more independent. So I might buy a cat. You feel me? And just get ready for just like my 30s started off good. And when I mean it started off, it's not to say that I'm. I'm in a bad place now, per se. It's just socially, like, there's no social life. I don't have a social life. Um, I just work. I'm pretty much an NPC, wage slave, you know, a ditch digger, pretty much. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. Well, not financially, but as in status and what I do for a living. Bitches ain't fucking with a janitor. I know this. And regardless of how you feel about yourself, if you're really going to go along with what a bitch says, you're a fucking loser. Because whatever you do in life, things that make you generally happy are things that usually make bitches miserable. Video games make bitches miserable. Um, Football and sports make bitches miserable. Any bitch that says otherwise, it's because the guys who they fuck with, they watch sports, play video games, and they, you know, they play the chameleon role. That's just that's just how shit works. Shortly after the Toronto attack, Peterson decided to leave the community altogether, announcing his departure on YouTube. I asked the owner of incels.me to permanently ban my account. I left after the Toronto attack because I didn't want to be a part of a community that supports violence, even if it's in a joking way. But Peterson says that most incels are not violent and that within the incel community itself, Elliot Roger isn't taken seriously. There's a lot of memes about him. People think he's perceived as some sort of a hero figure, but I think he's more um, kind of just made fun of. Adam Jessel, the executive producer of Inside the Secret World of Incels, has been studying the incel community for years. In terms of the number of people that uh, are at risk of actually carrying out violence against women or carrying out some kind of physical harassment of women, that is a very small number. In the case of you know violence and mass murder, um, you only really need one person to move from you know online um, hatred to real world violence. Although not the norm, his film does seem to uncover disturbing instances of simmering anger toward women 
manifesting in real world actions. I'm the catfish man. I catfish females. I'm a legend in the community. I'm a hero. Catfish Man, whose full face is never shown, humiliates women on camera as a way to seek revenge. Listen, man, this is toxic behavior, but it's funny, so fuck it. Bitches are so, like, you gotta understand, like, unless you're that guy, you will never understand that. Unless you're that guy where a woman just says flat out, you ugly as fuck keeps walking you wouldn't understand it that's why these chads can sit back and talk shit you know and it's cool it's like you know sometimes you just gotta realize that you you are just where you're at as that guy because of looks and luck looks and luck because like at the end of the day A lot of these guys, they may never find pussy. They may never find a woman that's attracted to them. They may never have a family. They may never have kids. They'll never, they, they may, they may never have that lifestyle that they dreamed of or anything near. You know what I'm saying? And you can say, well, it's their fault. It's because of their attitude. But really, is it though? Is it? So when these niggas rant and, and, and start like talking down to bitches because of how they feel, I think that's the only thing that's going to help them go forward. Just sit back and just admit defeat and, and find joy in, in, in something. You know what I'm saying? Because it's sure as fuck not going to be in bitches. Respectfully. The women, who he says believe they're there to meet a model from online for a date, are instead met with verbal harassment and intimidation. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a victory for, you know, the insult community, basically. Well, this is basically like my retribution in a sense, you know, all those girls that treat me like Catfish man's behavior was... Uh... Going forward, by the way, let me just give y'all incel some advice. Don't use the word retribution, okay? That's some Elliot Roger. You give some Elliot, you give off some Elliot Roger vibes. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? You give off some Elliot Roger type of vibes. Where's my um I could have swore I brought my charger with me, but I guess I didn't. Because my phone, oh here it is. My phone is on fucking 15%. I can't have that happen. So, let's plug this shit in. Do I have... <laughs> oh, man, dude. Oh, What a fucked up day today was, man. And I got one more day of this bullshit left. And I got a three-day week, three weekend, so... At least that's coming. Um... Make sure this shit is plugged in. All right, cool. Yeah, we, we, we still got to get through the rest of this video. Then get into the next. It's already been an hour, but fuck it. We're going to finish this off. Uh, you know, very alarming and very distressing. On the one hand, we wanted to show people that this stuff is going on. This stuff is out there. 
On the other hand, we were conscious that we were giving airtime to this guy. The Anti-Defamation League is one organization that's been tracking incel communities and identified them as an emerging domestic terror threat. It operates in the... Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Well, <laughs> and think about it, man. And really, I'm just being honest. A lot of these guys are a threat. They're more of a threat to themselves. You got these scrawny guys, some overweight guys. Some of them can't fight. They can't do shit. But somehow they are considered pretty much a domestic terrorist group in this country. Think about that. You know, I think it wasn't until Donald Trump got into office to where the Ku Klux Klan was actually considered a domestic terrorist group. Before that, it was just freedom of speech bullshit. Something you got to think about. Anyway. Some of the same ways that we see other extremist movements operate. They say law enforcement and community cooperation is key to monitoring violent content. Tips have always been helpful for law enforcement when somebody might be sort of straying. The combination of law enforcement, tech industry responsibility, and everyday people knowing that they have a stake in this, hopefully we can keep this down. As for Katie's parents, they hope her senseless death teaches our society to be more vigilant. Our daughter died because some individual couldn't cope. Ooh. Just couldn't cope. That's why she's dead. And his parents missed it. Anyone who was trying to help him missed it. His friends missed it. Society missed it. But my daughter paid the price. That's the bottom line. If you want to stop this from happening to other parents and other innocent children, you need to get to the individual. You need to find a way to reach them and help them and realize that suicide isn't the way out. Going out with a bang so you can make the news isn't the way out. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch... Suck, dick. Anyway, let's go into this uh, next clip here. This is actually for uh, the Joker movie. Same sort of message, like, you know, with the Joker and this shit coming out. I believe that these, like the woke community, they do put in relatable storylines from today just to try to tie in and make a message. And I think with this message, it was really to make incels look like these groups of psychopaths on the uprising of destruction and chaos. So let's get into it. And by the way, shout out to Vice because, you know, they're a great bunch of people. Sarcasm. The film Joker opens tomorrow and it looks great. Having Joaquin Phoenix play the beloved Batman villain seems like the best idea in the genre since having Heath Ledger play him back in 2008. But the buzz around the opening probably isn't exactly what Warner Brothers was hoping for. That's because the movie's been spun as the first incel biopic. To refresh your memory, incel stands for involuntarily celibate. Aggrieved male virgins bearing that mantle have become notorious mass murderers in the last few years. Last month, the US Army circulated an internal memo. They took two 
definite situations and they've blown it up as an every guy who's an incel is a violent human being. Keep in mind, same patterns. Based on an FBI warning, citing potential incel violence at an unnamed theater during opening weekend. After the official Joker trailer dropped in April, members of a popular incel forum started threads about the film. The posts were originally responses to people on social media and film critics who were likening incels to Phoenix's Joker. They parsed the trailer for similarities. The protagonist is a lonely white male, beaten down by society. Check. He appears to live with his mother. Check. He seems to be interested in a woman who rejects his affections. Triple check. But many incels weren't happy with the comparison, saying it was just more proof that so-called normies saw them as monsters. The post started to invoke real-world parallels in early September, when someone on the incel forum asked, will the movie Joker inspire people to go ER? That's a reference to their figurehead, <laughs> Elliot Rogers, who killed six people in 2014 as revenge oh. for sexual rejection. Days later, another post ventured the possibility that screenings of Joker could become targets for a shooting. One of the responses was a picture of a man who opened fire on a crowded movie theater in Aurora, Colorado in 2012 during a midnight screening of The Dark Knight Rises. But incels are expert shit posters, and none of these posts have been deemed credible threats by law enforcement. Still, the NYPD and LAPD are beefing up presence at screenings, and one major movie theater chain banned masks in response to the threats. Warner Brothers put out a statement saying that Joker is not meant to be seen as a hero. So this opens an ongoing debate. Should the entertainment industry be held accountable for real-world violence? Gun let me let me start off by saying one thing. If you watch the movie, you watch the Joker movie, you would clearly you would probably see a different narrative by the end of the movie. Right? Now there are uh there's a huge uh what's the word they look for? Um, there's a huge plot twist at the end that pretty much solidifies that most of what happens in that movie is probably not even actually the case because remember joker is crazy and he's in an asylum all right so let me break something down quickly the lonely white man living with his parents right being socially awkward, he has a condition where he laughs when he's nervous. I forgot what they call that shit. It's a, a neurological disease. So you have the neurological aspect in which a lot of incels do essentially have those same traits of that sort of personality, socially awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you you would have to pick up the patterns with this shit. You, you would have to pick up on the patterns of the Joker movie to understand that, yeah, this has a little bit of a deep undertone to it that is, like, shockingly relatable for a lot of these guys and what they're going through. So I do think this woke Hollywood, they do poke fun at, at the guys and some guys who are misfortunate. It's not a big deal. If you poke fun at a bitch who's misfortunate, you are, in fact, a misogynist and you're a monster. But if you're a woman or if you're a guy and you do it to another guy, it's it's totally fine. Control advocates say that misses the point. It's not the movies that are to blame. It's an American problem and Congress's inability to do anything about guns. 
I think it's very significant that we're having this conversation in the United States and in the United States alone. The movie is opening all over the world, but only here in America is there the, the danger and, and the threat of gun violence. And the reason for that is because only here in America are firearms so incredibly easy to get. And then, and then, like with Vice and what Vice always does, because they're a bunch of left-leaning normies and lunatics, really. They all once again go to the very extreme, right? So it's now gun laws, right? Guns is the reason why all this shit happened. All right, so stabbings. What would happen then? You don't think these motherfuckers would just grab a sword and go in and just start slicing niggas up? You don't think these guys would be crafty with explosive bombs, anything of that nature? You think guns, just taking guns away from from Americans will just solve the issue? Okay. But like I said, this is how they, they tie in politics. They they have to. It's in their blood advice. They, they have to. Yeah. Joker's director, Todd Phillips, is also defending his movie, saying that, well, art is complicated. Send in the clouds. Yeah, art is complicated, all right? Art is so complicated that you can't come up with real scripts and real ideas for a character, so you tie in shit that goes on today. Yeah, that's cute. And look, man, I like I like the Joker. I thought the, I thought the movie was excellent. I, I thought Joaquin Phoenix, like I've mentioned the connection before, he's like the taxi driver with Robert De Niro. He's that character, but as the Joker, which, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, in my opinion, is a great Joker, but I think it's because people are so used to seeing Joker as just the dark, and people have seen, like, you know, Heath Ledger, you know, he, he he's one of the greatest to do it. I think Joaquin Phoenix may, may have beaten him by a little bit because... It was a challenge to where he had to pick up off of where, in a lot of ways, the um, the Heath Ledger character Joker, which was just straight up. <sighs> that Joker is complicated. Because if you think about his plot in the movie, and then you think about the Dark Knight, and you use that Dark Knight, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can understand why a lot of people would side with Joker with the Dark Knight movie. Joaquin Phoenix had it, it had uh, Bruce Wayne's father, I think, but you didn't see Batman. So it was essentially a biopic about the villain. But we see the villain as a fucking loser. We see the villain as a social reject. We see the villain as the undesirable, unwanted, the guy that's made fun of, the guy that's bullied. And we see this guy in his own twisted way gain confidence in himself, become a, in, in the process becoming a completely psychotic and twisted human being. And it's all connected to the shit going on today. Like you cannot tell me that these people did not look into the studies of the men who are suffering and go, well, we can make this character that, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they did, man. 
You know what I mean? Just acknowledge that they did it. Just just acknowledge that you did that you did it. Like I don't I don't have a problem with it because I'm not an incel, but I can understand why a lot of guys in that situation would feel some type of way. You know, Vice is just fucking terrible anyway. You know, Vice, the only time they were decent was when they were talking about cannabis and weed and shit. Once they stopped talking about weed and stopped talking and started talking about, like, you know, Trump is the bad guy and all that shit, that's when I knew, like, oh, okay. I know I know how they get down. And, you know, Vice is, like, popular for a lot of trendies. So they get, like, all of their information, like, they're edgy. Like, these are, like, edgelords and shit that go on Vice. Like, yeah, I saw this documentary on Vice about white supremacy and racism. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And what's up with white people on the left? Like, y'all say that white people are racist as if you're not white. Now you're racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if, like, on a political level, just to go on a rant real quick, I wonder if black people know that they're being fucking manipulated by these people in power. The last nigga that y'all wanted out so fucking bad <laughs> actually became the nigga that, that kept shit cool for the time being until the fucking virus came. Then he became the boogeyman. Somehow he became the cause of that. And it's like, man, look at this shit today, man. Niggas is all fucked up in the game. Niggas is down bad. That's why for me, I tell these guys, the only thing if I can tell them guys is you might as well throw in the towel while you can. Um, you staying on online dating, and it, and it sucks because everything is mass is is mostly based on um, online dating. So you ain't if you don't got the looks, man. You just you just don't stand a fucking chance, man. You just don't. And then if you're told by bitches all the time that you're ugly and you're unattractive, what fucking confidence are you going to come up with because of that? That's why with me, it's like self development is key. You know what I mean? Taking these black pills and reminding yourself that these fucking harsh realities are out there. See, that's why, like, sub fives and even normies, like, regular average guys, like, the red pill won't work for you in a lot of ways. Unless you are just solely based off of looks maxing and you're based on really, like, going to the next level. But then if you get too caught up, like I said, in, in certain in certain aspects... And you're not seeing other aspects of the red pill. It's just about dating coaches. Then you'll be at the black pill eventually. Trust me. You'll be at the black pill eventually. But anyway, it's uh, eight fifty six. I'm wrapping this shit up. You know, not not too shabby for an episode that I really didn't plan on doing, but I wanted to produce something put in some type of work for today and I'm going to have this uploaded pretty much when I'm done this. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I know I'm going to have to go to work the same time and do pretty much the same shit. I may try and, um, I may try and put something together, of course, while I'm on break. I'm thinking if I do like 35 to 45 minutes, I can, I can save that as uh, the first segment. And then when I get home tomorrow, since I don't have work Friday, I will do a major episode. I think I'm just going to go through a whole bunch of shit. You know, there's a lot of new content creators that I want to mention. And we're going to go back 
casual bachelor, better bachelor. These are like the guys who I can kind of still listen to without being like fooled into like buying something, you know, like guys who generally give a fuck about men. But, um, you know, I try, I, when it comes to this information, man, I don't, I, I just take this all as like a learning experience. You know what I mean? Finding out where I really stand. And it's very difficult when, when you find out where you really stand with people and with women, it's not, it's usually not going to be the results that you want. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you going to feel broken down because of that. And you're only a man, you know, you're not a God, you know, you, you shouldn't just, um, not cope. You have to learn to cope. You either cope up or you rope up. That's, that's my new catchphrase. You cope up or you rope up another black pill reality. But as I always say, it's the end of another day. So in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.